Hello, and welcome to In Thrive, the podcast that brings some church to those that aren't feeling welcome in their local churches. We'll have some Bible, some preaching, and some prayer. My name is David, and before my arrest and prison time, I was a pastor for almost six years. Since my release, I've been fortunate to find a church that welcomed me despite my past, but I know there are lots of folks out there who haven't found that. I pray that you do find a local church, but know you're always welcome here. If you have prayer requests, ideas, or just want to connect, email me at inthriveus at gmail.com. That's I-N-T-H-R-I-V-E-U-S at gmail.com. Or find me on Facebook at Inthrive Media and Instagram at Inthrive US. Well, let's go ahead and get started today. Thank you so much for listening. We just want to take a moment now to ask God into our presence. Just thank you, Lord, for being here. Even if we're not feeling welcome at our local church, we know that you always welcome us and you always love us. And we thank you for coming into our presence now and being with us during this time of prayer and reflection. So let's, let's pray for a moment now. Let's take a moment to just reflect on our lives this last week, on those things that we know where we've hurt others or where we've hurt ourselves or where we've hurt God by what we've done and what we haven't done. Lord, we know that we're not perfect. We know that we can't live up to the ideal that you set in Jesus. But we come to you in repentance, asking for your strength and your forgiveness, so that as we turn from those sinful, hurtful things that we do, that you'll strengthen us to keep our lives on track with loving you, and that you'll forgive us so that we know that we have that secure promise in you, and we know that you do forgive us, and we thank you for forgiving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so our first reading today comes from the first book of Kings, chapter 19. And here we hear, although God had just used Elijah to perform an incredible miracle, Elijah now feels alone and isolated. In his despair, God comes to him with food for the soul and the body. So this is 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 8. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid, and he rose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake, baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, 
for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the Mount of God. Our reading from the Psalms comes from Psalm chapter 34, verses 1 through 8. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boasts in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look at him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And our next reading comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 17 through chapter 5, verses 2. And here Paul teaches, We are to no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds, but... Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. In him you have been created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, by forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So we begin in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption." Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And finally, our gospel reading today comes from the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter, verses 35 through 51. And the gospel reading tells us 
God the Father sent his Son into the world so that the world might have life in him. Now he draws you to his Son, Christ Jesus, by the preaching of his gospel. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to Jesus, who will never cast him out, but will raise him up on the last day. Jesus is the bread of life, who comes down from heaven in the flesh, that you may eat of him and live forever. So we begin John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So that wraps up our scripture readings for today. So let's now take a moment and ground ourselves in the Christian faith. You can recite along with me now as I confess the Apostles' Creed. And if, if you know this or if you have a copy of it nearby and you want to confess with me, this really grounds us in our faith and what we believe as Christians. So we confess. I believe in God, the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, well, thank you again for joining us today for this time of meditation and prayer and reflection in God's Word. 
So today's lesson, today's message comes from our Old Testament lesson and is entitled, Has God Abandoned Me? Now I want to start off with a personal story. See, the fallout from my arrest in 2013 was pretty brutal. Except for my parents, my wife and kids, and two pastors, no one talked to me. All the friends I thought I had, they abandoned me. I'd never felt so alone. Then, several months later, I'm sentenced, and the jail places me in solitary confinement. No physical contact with anyone. By myself, in a cell, 24 hours a day. The feeling of isolation was overwhelming. At times, I would struggle to connect with anyone. My family, my few friends left myself and my thoughts, even God. I felt alone, isolated, and abandoned. Have you been in a place like that in life? Maybe you're there right now. What makes you feel this way? What's happened that makes you feel like you're alone? What's happened that you feel like you've had to isolate yourself or that others have abandoned you? We feel alone when others reject us or we feel our actions, past or present, cause us to be rejected. I said that's a feeling we have. But it's not that God has abandoned you. Even if everyone else has, God hasn't abandoned you. That's a trick that Satan plays on us. Look at Elijah in verse 4 of our Old Testament reading, and this is what we hear. Elijah asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. Elijah's pretty depressed, isn't he? He thinks he's as bad as the sinners of the past, those false prophets that denied God and led Israel to recklessly abandon the God who loves them and loves us with reckless abandon. He feels all this despite the miracle that God worked through him. Do you know what he did right before this? He actually was face-to-face with a bunch of prophets of Baal. That was the main religion in that area at the time. That was the main God there. And there had been a long drought. And God had told Elijah to basically do a little challenge with them. They each got this big bull for a sacrifice, and then to call up to heaven to set it on fire, to burn it, to make it a burnt offering that would end this drought. So, that's what happens. A bunch of prophets of Baal meet Elijah up on this mountaintop. They set up their altars, they set up their bull sacrifice, but they don't light the actual fire. They're supposed to call down, call on God to send the fire down. So the prophets of Baal start dancing and singing and nothing happens. Elijah taunts him. He's pretty confident. He turns under them. Well, maybe you need to, to shout a little bit louder. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's on the toilet. Yeah, that's what he says. He, he was doing some trash talking. Nothing happens. So Elijah goes up after they've been doing this for hours and are exhausted. Elijah goes up and starts praying to God. And what happens? But God sends down fire 
that sets his burnt offering, sets his offering on fire to make it a burnt offering. But not only that, this fire consumes the other offering, and it consumes all those false prophets of Baal, all those people that were denying God. This is what Elijah just saw. Elijah saw the power of God come to earth. God worked an incredible miracle through him, and Elijah still feels alone. You know, it's all right for us to feel alone. Feelings aren't always indicative of reality, are they? Satan can use feelings to trick us. Are you feeling like God has left you? Like you're in the wilderness, under a tree, by yourself? Think about this. God worked a miracle through you by keeping you alive to today. Think about that. God's miracle in your life is the very life that you have. So let's go back to Elijah now. Why is Elijah feeling alone? God had just used him to do an incredible miracle, but when he hears that wrathful Jezebel, the queen with a nasty mean streak, has vowed revenge, he freaks out. Things start going bad, and he feels alone. How often does this happen in our lives? Things are going fine. Everything's on cruise control. And then all of a sudden, maybe a job goes bad. You lose your lease. Your car gets repossessed. Somebody this dear to you love that you love passes away or turns their back on you. Things start going bad. And what do we do? We start doubting God. We have those feelings like we've been abandoned. But what I just say, reality is sometimes different than the feelings we have. And that's the case here. When we feel like God has abandoned us, the reality is different. In today's gospel reading, Jesus says in verses 37 and 38, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. We're not isolated and alone. Since we have faith, we have come to God, and God will never cast you out. And this isn't based on your work or ability to love God enough. It's because Jesus came to heaven to come to you. Now, we can try to isolate all we want. We can feel rejected, and we can feel like nobody loves us, and we can feel like God has turned his back on us, and we can feel like we're all alone. And in those moments intentionally isolate from everybody else because we don't think anybody else wants us. But no matter how much we try to isolate, Jesus still comes to you with his mercy and love. We see this in Elijah's life when he's cowering under the tree. In verse 7 of our Old Testament reading, we hear, And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. Not only does God send an angel to be with him, to comfort him, God prepares him for what's next. God is strengthening Elijah, even though Elijah feels useless, rejected, and alone. God is with Elijah when Elijah feels useless, rejected, and alone. God is with me when I feel useless, rejected, and alone. God's with you when you feel useless, rejected, and alone. You see, God is preparing you for what's next. 
Listen to what Paul says in verses 22 through 24 of Ephesians, chapter 4, in our, from our reading today. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Putting off that old self means putting aside those thoughts about your past that Elijah struggled with and accepting the love and mercy God shows us through Christ. It means accepting the forgiveness God gives you freely because of Jesus' death and resurrection. Putting off the old self means continually repenting, turning away from those things that separate us from God and continually turning back to God. Now, Satan will use your past actions or your present circumstances to separate you from God. Satan doesn't want you to see that God is beside you and with you. Satan wants to trick you into thinking that God has abandoned you. But there God is, always with you, just like he was always with Elijah, never abandoning you. But if you don't have anyone in the faith walking with you, God's presence can be hard to realize. Maybe this seems like your only community right now. If your family and friends are few or far off, then that just adds to the hard struggle. But there's something bigger, a bigger community of faith that we can't see, the universal church, also called the invisible church. This is all those called by God throughout time. This is the great cloud of witnesses the writer of Hebrew talks about. When you feel alone, isolated, or abandoned, when you feel like the people at your local church don't want you around, remember, there is a mass of humanity throughout time that loves you because God loves you. You are never abandoned. You are never alone. No matter how isolated you feel, God is always with you. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, there are those times when I do feel alone, when I do feel abandoned, when I feel isolated, or I isolate myself because I don't think other people want me around. And when others don't want me around, or I don't want to be around other people because of something I've done or something that I'm doing, I feel like you've abandoned me too. Lord, open my eyes to your love. Open my eyes to your presence so that I know you are here with me. You've promised to be here. You've promised to be with me as your child, as your adopted son or daughter in Christ, that you will be with me all times. Help me to see that. Help me to feel that. And when I can't feel it and when I can't see it, help me to know that no matter what my senses tell me, the fact, the truth is that you are with me always. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for this message. Thank you for taking the time to spend in God's Word. And if you're struggling or if you have questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can contact me through Facebook at Enthrive Media, on Instagram at Enthrive US, or Email at enthriveus at gmail.com. That's I N T H 
R-I-V-E-U-S at gmail.com. And until we meet again, I just pray that those times when you feel alone, when you feel isolated, that you will know the promise of God is true, that he is there with you, that he will not leave you, he will not forsake you, but he is always there with you, standing by your side, strengthening you and comforting you, because that's what he's promised to do. Thank you so much for joining me. Share this with your friends. Share this with your loved ones that are struggling. And I will see you and hear you soon.